Hello, everyone. We are excited to welcome you to the first uh, podcast of the third edition of Larna Gambianale 2023. Uh, this is an extended version of our roundtable uh, discussions uh, that take place in person. We have someone not mute. Maybe it's Victoria. Yes, bravo. Um, so this is an extended version of the roundtable discussions that take place in uh, person around Cyprus. So before we begin, uh, I would like to thank Youth Maker Space in Larnaca for providing this space uh, that you will see and their high-tech equipment uh, that enable us to share this session with you. Uh, my name, I will introduce myself. My name is Maria Badopoulou. I'm part of the organizing team of Larnaca Biennale, an international contemporary culture event that takes place in Cyprus since 2018. Uh, Larnaca Biennale 2023 runs its uh, third edition that will take place from the 11th of October until the 24th of November uh, in the beautiful and historical city of Larnaca. Through the duration of the Biennale, along with the main exhibition of selected artworks, uh, a unique program of parallel events uh, will run, all of it embracing and enforcing the theme of this edition that is curated by Jeff Kraft, our curator that is here hello, with us hello. today. Hello, Jeff. Um, embracing the theme and enforcing the theme home away from home. Having said that, the open call for artists is still open until May 31st, uh, where you can uh, submit your artwork that is relating to the theme. So further information, if you need, you can find in our website and through our social media. The website is biennalelarnacan.com. So today we have gathered in this uh, virtual setup to speak about home, to speak about belonging, to speak about our memories of the future, of the memories of the past, to be inspired and to look, to look deeper into the theme, and eventually to see how all of this is translated into art. For this session, uh, we will welcome our speakers. Our curator, Jeff Kraft, will take the lead to start the conversation. We encourage you to participate in the conversation by sharing um, your questions in the chat or we, um, the hand if you want to share your thoughts um, uh, or something that comes in mind as the discussion uh, comes along. Um, so we have our two speakers in the studio and we have one virtual speaker that is with us um, uh, all the way from Athens. So I will introduce and make, make a very short introduction. So we have with us Christos Peristianis, who has uh, an interdisciplinary background combining sociology, social, cultural history, and he's a human geographer. Christos has been researching home for the last 10 years from an academic perspective, and we look forward for his uh, insights on the theme. Next, we have Paul Coronis, that has a background in psychology, anthropology, and international management. He's one of the founders of the new European Bauhaus 2022 P1 
Hebel Prize, Garden of the Future, and Paul has also curated and organized over 10 TEDx uh, Nicosia and TEDx Nicosia Women events. And last but not least, I would like to introduce Jeff Kraft, the Larnagan Biennale 2023 curator, an independent curator living between Amsterdam and Larnaca, of course. Uh, with a background in communication, philosophy, and art history, her work encompasses a range, a range of cultural, creative, and social initiatives. Over the past year, Jeff has organized numerous exhibitions at museums, galleries, and nonprofit spaces. So I think now it's time to pass the microphone to Jeff. And let's all be inspired of what does home mean to you. Wow, Maria, thank you so much for this uh, introduction. It was a beautiful one. Um, and yes, let's begin. Uh, Paul, are you with us in the game? Can we hear you? Just one check. I am, and I can hear everybody. That's amazing. Great. Welcome, Paul. Welcome, Christos. I'm very happy to have you here in the studio of the Larnaca Makerspace. And uh, just uh, to check in, how's your mood today? Everything is going well up to now. Thank you. That's, that's very good. Paul, how's your mood today? Everything's great. And I'm actually a little bit excited because I heard I heard that we have a geographer. I, I, I'm sorry if I say it wrong. Geographer at large, at hand. How do you explain it? Um, we got we got to talk about something which is beautiful. It's called chimeric sphere, but that we will talk about that later. Now we're going to look at home away from home. Okay, I'm very excited about the, the uh, following up talk as well. Um, uh -huh. I wanted to add something to the introduction, and I think it's something very exciting. So we are recording this conversation, and this conversation will be also streamed at Momentum Twelve. Uh, during the Nordic Biennale of Contemporary Art. So I think it's, uh, we are not only in Cyprus, we are also in Oslo uh, in a few weeks. So it's pretty, pretty awesome. To kick off, uh, I would like to uh, have a little bit of an exercise with the people in uh, the Zoom. Uh, and I would like you to think and write down in the comments um, in one or two, maybe three words. Uh, what is the first thing you think about when you think about home? So I give you a little bit of time. You don't have to uh, rush. <laughs> Maria will see all the answers. Yes, I'm looking at the chat now. What is the first thing you think about when you think about home, uh, Christos? It's a funny question. So I knew that question was going to pop up. Oh, yeah. So yesterday when I was like running, I was thinking, what are possible answers to that question? And I was like, I, I know that there is an easy answer and there is a much, much, much complicated one. So the easy one is that for me, it's research. So it is my research. Yeah. Uh, the much, much, much more uh, complicated one, home depends. And three dots on many things. Wow. Okay, we will delve into the dots in a little bit. Uh, Paul, what is the first thing uh, that pops up into your mind when, you, mind when you think about home? Um, I, I'm, going to, I'm, I'm going to say safe space. And I think that's something that we discussed 
before as well. It remains as part of my main um, definition of home because no matter where the where the if you want to call it a building, if you want to call it a hut, if you want to call it anything where you would be housing yourself, it it is where you feel the most safe. That's how I would define it. Beautiful. Uh, did we get some answers yes, in did. the comments? Yes, we did. We have Yulia uh, that uh, says body and in the brackets uh, gender. Mm -hmm. We also have Priscilla that says warmth, safety, family. Mm. Three words. Yeah. We're waiting for more people. Ah, Andiwoni, uh, journey, dreams, traveling. Okay, I'm writing it down as well. Giulia, I hope that I pronounced that correct. Uh, language and origin. Language and origin, okay, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Meren says anything that touches my deeper emotions. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Beautiful. My deeper emotions. Yeah. And then we have Victoria that says all my private spaces. Oh, I would love to have an explanation on that, but it's uh, all my private spaces. Stunning. Okay. Great. Thank you guys for sharing this. Um, I'm, um, we will slowly delve deeper. Um, I will not introduce the theme yet completely because I want to keep on playing. Um, I have here a, a few cards uh, laying down. And uh, the idea of these cards uh, during the physical actions, uh, we were spreading these cards and actually everybody had to answer these questions for themselves. Uh, and I think it's still important to answer some questions for themselves. So I would like to invite uh, Christos to pick a question that uh, resonates uh, with you right now. And uh, I will also pick one question and we will give you some time to reflect on the question um, because I think it's very uh, important. So my question that I picked is, uh, uh, does a home exist physically? Dun, 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 dun. You will have some time to think about it. Uh, so I'm very curious. Does a home exist physically, Christos? Depends on who you're asking. So uh, it's, it's the truth. So yeah. it, it's coming from an specifically uh, geography or anthropogeography or human geography. The answer would be home can be anything but still it has to be a place so that means that it is various things but they are connected they are, there there is this sort of connection uh with something physical interesting interesting yeah uh, looking at the answers or the first answers that we got there they are quite not physical i believe mm -hmm. uh, some of them are but the plenty of them are kind of leaning towards a more conceptual idea. Um, what question did you have over there? Could you be homeless? Ooh. Which speaks to 
I mean, it's it's a point that Paul raised that it's the idea that when we think of home, we always think of something positive. Mm. It's uh, a haven, uh, something, a shelter, something that we feel safe in. And uh, pardon Paul, but I'm going to disagree because sometimes home can actually be something negative. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's we can see this uh, with examples of domestic violence. We can see this with um, um, like all sorts of, uh, I would say, uh, natural disasters yeah. where homes are unmade, mm. if you want to call it. So it's a process through which uh, home stops being, stops having the meaning that once had yeah. and stops being what it is. That's right. But that, that also it stops at the moment where the, the physical, like if your home is physical and that's, I believe that the word home house is very interesting to have there an intersection upon. Um, and I think, well, let's, let's start uh, because I don't want to spoil anything anymore uh, yes. <laughs> because I think we're both like cooking and willing to share our, our thoughts and, uh, and ideas um so how did we came up with the theme of the Larnaca Biennale I think it's a very important introduction because um being in Larnaca and looking around me in Larnaca I noticed that um, almost uh, a lot of people from Larnaca they don't necessarily come from Larnaca they have a very uh different background, uh, whether they're Greek Cypriots and they're refugees in their own country or people that are refugee from Syria or now Ukraine, um, uh, well, Lebanon as well. We have a very uh, multifaceted uh, and multicultural uh, city and everybody refers to their homes as somewhere else. And um, at least the people I've talked to. And that led me on this like research and brute like what does home actually mean we all live here together but we still refer to a different home so this research for me kicked off and um, I started questioning what is home and what does it mean and, and what do we expect when somebody tells you I'm gonna go home or where do you feel home um, and during my research I found out and I realized that home is a concept and home can be anything for anyone. So name it a memory, name it an object uh, or a physical body. Uh, but home can be something very spiritual as well and have to do more with the spirit or a certain awareness. And every question and every answer on home is different. And that entirely blows my mind. So I, for me, home is fluid. Uh, and Chris does you as a person who studied uh, the home for the last uh, 10 years. Um, please, you corrected me the last time that fluidity is not the right word for home. You spoke about porousness. Can you uh, elaborate that? Yes, the, the term. So, so the understanding is that home is porous or it's characterized by porosity, meaning that its elements, its characteristics do not necessarily flow into other things, you have to imagine home as a container of ideas, of, of meanings, if you, want to, if you want to call it like that. And it has little holes under it. So if you fill it up, 
with water, let's say that the water is these ideas, these meanings, it always overflows. It always goes into something else. So home, it's like because we started discussing home and there is a question that when it is posed, for me, it's very frustrating. Where is home? As mm-hmm. if home, it's, it's precisely a location. Yeah. Home can also be time because it, it, it can also be home in the past, a home in the future. It can, it, and it can depend. Uh, that's why I started with home depends. Mm-hmm. It depends on the person you're asking. So home might be different for depending on gender. Someone mentioned gender. It can depend on sexuality. It can depend on ethnicity. It can depend on race. It can depend on various characteristics. So yes, I'm going to basically close off with saying that home depends on the actual question that we're posing. I love that. Yeah. What do you consider the right question when you ask about home? What does home mean to you? Yeah. It's, it's the question that, that should be posed because asking someone, what, uh, sorry, where is home? Or do you feel home here? Do you feel at home here? It's, it's the kind of questioning that kind of suggests that home is a place, but home may not necessarily be a place. It's a, it's a, it's a bunch of feelings, a bunch of emotions that, that we associate with something. Yeah, yeah. So it's home depends. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely, uh, I, I feel your answer. Uh, and I think uh, we are allowed to feel today as well. Uh, actually, always. <laughs> um, I have sat myself, I have a very interesting background. Like I was uh, born in Crimea, uh, which makes me uh, half Ukrainian and half Russian by blood. And since I'm two, I moved to the Netherlands. And afterwards, I started studying and um living my life, I guess. So uh, I studied in Paris, in Moscow, in Hong Kong, um, and I lived in um, a bunch of other places. And when people ask me, where is your home? I have, I'm speechless. I, I cannot answer. I never could answer that question. Now I can, but uh, it wasn't always that easy. So, uh, yeah. It's, um, our personal histories with what is home is uh, quite complex. For myself, uh, I encountered home during my my research where, so I started off researching my family who were refugees, displaced persons um, in Cyprus. So I was collecting information. I was collecting data, uh, interviews, and uh, I just had a bunch of information that I I couldn't connect basically. Uh, And then the answer was home. It's like all this bunch of information connect to how they understand home. And obviously when we speak of refugees or displaced persons, home has a different dimension because uh, it's, it's something very different to migrants, something very different to refugees who are, especially to refugees who have left, who, were, who have abandoned or uh, their places of origin. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's a much more complex question yeah. towards refugees. So it's, um, yeah, as I said, it's, it's, it's a, it, our personal histories with home. It depends. Always. Yes, yeah. yes, it depends. Paul, you mentioned uh, with the first question that home uh, is a safe space. Could, could, could we delve a bit deeper in your answer? What does home mean to you? 
Sure. Um, I, I feel, I feel that it's a very complicated situation. And I think this has to do a lot with, um, societal norms, which we see, um, in front of our eyes all the time. And yeah, you get different kinds of questions about home. And usually I feel that home is basically where do you live? That is the question that you're being asked. It's not so much about home as a concept, as a feeling, as a as a unique structure of, of how you embed that into your life and into your family. So when I say that um, it's a safe space, it's somewhere where I would feel, for example, um, comfortable in the surrounding of that, whatever it is, that location, that 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 space, that anything, whatever it would be physically. Um, and by feeling comfortable, then I consider it to be much more of a of a less anxiety provoking situation. Um, and yes, it could be anywhere. Um, for example, right now I'm sitting in Athens in what I call now my home. It's only been 10 days and it's not been very easy. Um, but at the same time, um, I'm very happy to be able to call it that. And I'm not talking about the building. I'm not talking about the space. Um, I might be talking a little bit about all the art that my that my landlord is bringing me, but that's a different story. Lucky you. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. But you see, again, it does come back to um, the safe space. It's about connecting with individuals, with groups of individuals that have something in common, whether ideologies, whether um, something on a social uh, ground level. And yeah, it, it helps. It helps the the feeling of of being able to to proceed with whatever else you're doing around, whether it's work, whether it's play, whether it's downtime, anything. I loved your addition about also a, a comfortable place with less anxiety. I find hmm. that very beautiful, and uh, I like yes, as Christo said, like home tends to be a positive space, uh, and. I think yeah, the less anxiety gives a, a more positive vibe and a positive space. Exactly, mm. and um, yeah, it is it is an important situation as well. Mm. Is there? Maybe I mean, I yeah. sorry if I if I can just um, um, also respond to Christos as well because I feel that he's so right because yes, it does come to a spot where there are situations where the the home is not the best place to be for whatever reason whether it's um violence whether it's um disasters and so on um but i wonder and this is maybe perhaps something that i'd like to hear from a research perspective um do individuals who do face adversity in that situation still define it as a home wow that's an excellent, a brilliant question. Yeah. So uh, the whole idea of, so I started off with, uh, with arguing that home is, yes, it's perceived as, as a something positive. And um, home is an idea, it's a concept, as we said, but there is an accompanying concept that goes along with home, which is home making practices. 
So mm. it's the kind of practices that we do every day that make home. So home is not something that is just there. It's something that is created and constructed uh, again and again and again. So, for example, today I was reading uh, like on, on how housework, cleaning or cooking can be considered homemaking practices. And sure. Paolo Bocagni spoke about, uh, speaks about this. So the idea of, of home becoming, I, I, use, I use the term unmade. So it's, it's, a, it's a term, it's a concept that comes from research um, on home and making by Baxter and Brickell. So the idea is that the same way that home is made constantly through practices, the same way it can become unmade by similar practices. Okay, so there is some form of agency. So the idea is always there. You can say that it's a constant and it can be constructed or deconstructed, if that, if that answers your question. Well, uh, can I add something to yeah. that question? Because I suddenly thought about an artwork that fits in perfectly uh, mm -hmm. about unmaking. Uh, in 2001, uh, there was an artist called uh, Michael Landy, Landy uh, from uh, Brit he's, he's British himself, and he decided to uh, uh, one day um, he came up with a radical concept uh, and he wanted to destroy every single possession that he had. Mm. He did. So it was actually a huge uh, act where he had and the wrecking ball and this, you know, insane installation. And he destroyed all the books, every kind of memory that he had in physicality. And in the end, the only thing that was left is an inventory book of everything that was destroyed. And I think this practice is is quite radical, um, but it's also a way of unmaking, I think, his home uh, or maybe physical house uh, and everything that surrounds him to to move on and to to go on. So, um, yeah. It's most definitely mm -hmm. connected. So it's, it's, it's precisely the practice. It's the practices that actually contribute to the idea of home. So once those practices are not there, once they're either, either they, they, you know, they, the, the practices themselves, this form of agency, um, either its end purpose is something different rather than constructing home, it's deconstructing it. Yeah. So then the idea of home is challenged. So it's talking about domestic violence. If you have like one of the partners, let's say uh, harassing or like violently, like it's aggressive towards the other, there is, it's the agencies that is, is this social agency that unmakes home for the other person. It's, mm -hmm. it's not, it's not the, I mean, also the ideological because it influences yes. uh, the ideology of home, but it's the practice that begins it. And it also influences that safe space where, yes, where we precisely. were talking about in the beginning. Is, is there someone in the, in the Zoom that wants to share the, the meaning of? their home um, you can raise your hand i think this is a perfect moment awesome hey victoria oh, hello hey nice to have you here hello. yes we hear you oh. Oh, i don't know but um, after the, the start of the war uh, i had to sell um, the home the house that I was building for 
uh, for myself and by myself. Uh, and now for me, home is a place that I uh, endow with the um, properties of my space. The place where are my books, where, where is my library, my animals. And now it's not, uh, not a physical uh, place. It's just, uh, just in my mind. Yeah. The place where uh, I feel comfortable, safe, not more. Now I feel, uh, now, now it's very easy for me find a place uh, where I can say, oh, it's my home, okay. Mm-hmm. I always rent it, but I feel for me, it's, it's my home. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Victoria. It, uh, it gives goosebumps in a way that uh, it, it, it must be very hard for you. Um, and uh, and yes, the, the, the mind is the one that uh, comforts in, in this as well. Um, oh, it's, I don't know what, what is, uh, maybe it's more difficult for refugees. Uh, for me, it's, it was just an ethical uh, choice. So now uh, I, I can't stay in my previous home in, in Russia. So yeah. But for refugees, uh, for homeless people, uh, maybe now we can feel their uh, situation more. Well, I, I, I believe that that's a very interesting way of, of seeing it as well. As if you look at the idea of homelessness, it's something... I was doing this research last week and, and I would love to hear also your input of Christos and Paul. Like, um, I was wondering like, if home is an idea and if home is a concept and if home is, is a mindset in a way. Um, and, and this concept doesn't exist anymore physically. It, we, we are also a little bit homeless like that, right? It's, um, it's a very nice question. So I am actually writing the reviews uh, for an article I'm, I'm currently um, about to publish, um, which focuses on, you know, in, in, in Cyprus, like following, you had the refugees and uh, they were unable to, to visit their, their places of origin uh, since 1974. Then in 2003, checkpoints opened. So I'm writing this story about refugees returning home. Mm. Um, and uh, it's, 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 I think it's a perfect example of, of what happens when you go back and then what you, when you, what you were remembering, what you had in your mind is no longer there. So uh, it's, um, I'm going to refer to, it's another work um, by, uh, uh, it's a Cypriot author, actually. He's oh. a clinical psychologist, uh, Renos Papadopoulos, uh, who wrote on, on refugees and trauma. And he said, he spoke on, on how refugees understand home and he, it's, he gave like three features of, um, of this. He named the, the concept nostalgic disorientation. So you're nostalgic, you miss something that you don't really know what it is. Yeah. That's why it's nostalgic and that's why it's disorientation. So mm-hmm. 
And I also heard like uh, that nostalgia in Greek, when you translate it, you have nostas and algia. Nostas and algia, yes. And that means the physical pain of mm -hmm. missing the home, right? Yes, it's uh, yeah. algo, algia, it, algos is, is the pain and nostos is this, is, I think it can be translated as uh, the wish, the wish to return. Um, so going back to, to Papadopoulos, he, he mentioned that okay, home is, is the first feature of home is direction. So home is both the past and the future is where you come from and where you want to go to. Uh, the second feature of home is its entity, as you call it. So there is the material entity, but there is also the intangible entity. Uh, I could go back to this uh, later. And the third feature of home for refugees, which is very, very interesting, it's the homecoming. Mm -hmm. So what happens when, when refugees manage to return? So he, he split this, this process, this homecoming into the, the physical homecoming, so the actual corporal kind of return, and the psychological homecoming. So this urge, this need to re-emplace the meanings that you once had with that home. So in, what I'm writing now is that it's precisely uh, the inability to reemplace those those meanings, those feelings into in, back into into home, yeah. into the place of origin, for a range of reasons. So either the house was divided into. I think I already mm. spoke to you about this. So there was there was a structure, but rather than being a whole structure, it was divided into. A, a second point was. Because Cypriot culture understands home, and we often conflate house and home, obviously, but we understand the house as a place of cleanliness, uh, as a place of order, mm. which is also connected with gender, because uh, housework is gendered in Cyprus, at least it was for a long period. And then because it's gendered, it's also connected with, um, it has a symbolic meaning of the woman being pure. So when, when refugees went back and they saw the house is dirty, they, precisely they saw chicken and rabbits in the house. So for them it was, uh, and, and I'm going to refer to Mary Douglas, who says that dirt is, I mean, dirt is, it's, it has to be contextualized. Dirt is something being out of place. So shoes by themselves are not dirty. If I put my shoes on the table, that is dirty. Wow. So <laughs> what, what, what she says is that, uh, so what happened, what I, what I understood with these refugees is that, you know, chicken and rabbits and cages are not dirty by themselves, but when they interpret them within the home, it's dirt. When they're displaced as well. In a exactly. Way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's like you see yeah. them out of place. So that yeah. for them was dirty. So, so the whole idea was that is that that home is this idea is this is it's a cultural specific concept of uh, you know having one building hosting one family then you have it two families so it doesn't fit yeah and then you have this this separation between environment and home then you see the environment intruding home so it's 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 not just because there were chicken in the house it's what it means it's the symbolism of it so it's the symbols that we relate to it yes yeah precisely. and it's the symbols that we relate to our homes as well 
We also have uh, some people that want to share things with us. I would like to thank Victoria for sharing this personal uh, story. Uh, thank you, Victoria. Thank you, Victoria. Yeah. Um, so we have Andioni that wants to add something. Please. Andioni. Hi. Hey, hello, Dioni. Hi. Um, about the point you made for home and making, I would like to add my personal opinion about that. Please. So I, I think that if your home is lacking the feeling of safety, then like for me, from my personal experience, you would find a place like under your desk or inside a small drawer, anything that would make you feel safe. And that would be your home inside the house. So it's, I don't think it's just practices like of course, it's practices as well. Like when you suffer horrible things in your home, then your mind goes elsewhere. So you're not really there. So it can still be your home. But I think the other part of it is more what makes it still a home. Well, like, can I ask a question? Like, um, uh, I'm very curious when you, when you say, when I, when you open your drawer of your desk and you can find home, I, I, for me, that was very touching because well, like, of course, like, what do you see in the drawer? What, what's inside? Can you guide us? No, you hide inside the drawer. You hide inside the drawer. Yeah. It's dark and quiet. Mm. And Nobody will search in the drawer. So it's about also hiding and creating this safe space for yourself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This goes to the idea that um, there's another concept which is connected, connected to home apart from porosity, which is scale. Scale. Yes. So your house. So it's also important not to, not to conflate or confuse uh, house and home there is a connection obviously yeah. but uh, it's important not to co not to confuse them so your house might be a dangerous point something that it's violent um, but then you have within the house another space in a different scale in a smaller scale that you find home there yeah so it's this idea of scale which it's also very very important so a drawer it's obviously smaller than a house, but it can be a home. Yeah. So it's it's actually a very important. It's a very it's an excellent observation. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think which is also a very interesting idea is that even the word home or house is not represented in a lot of languages. Like um, even researching the word home in in Greek, like uh, it's almost impossible. Like I know spiti, which means house, uh, and then homeland, uh, which I don't remember. Um, Patrida. Patrida, exactly. Um, but like there is no real word for home. And um, for instance, I also um, know in Dutch it's huis, which means home. 
house and tash with a t in front of it which is supposed to mean home but it still refers to the house and and then in french it's also similar and in russian and so in arabic as well uh, which i find fascinating like uh, do we only have a home in in, in english language it's, it's not precisely because we already discussed this and um so the idea was that uh, going into the history of home um was that the whole idea of home is based on 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 the family first of all yeah. so and not just any family so is the heterosexual mm-hmm. parents and two children living in a house with a piece of land yes. so that was imagined and conceptualized as home and it's actually it's a product of modernity of modernization so that's why often uh home as a concept does not exist in other language um it's 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 something that came with modernity it's something that evolved uh through time and that's why it's it it's untranslatable i would say so in greek you cannot really translate it like you have yes pt you have i've heard also the 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 term ikio which means familiar yeah which again connect with family because it's ecogenia so there is always these connections with either house or family or or, or these these kind of terms but it's it's funny because i consider english not to be the richest <laughs> language but uh, it's, it's a, yes yes obviously <laughs> Uh, again, it depends. Uh, it's it's is the idea that that you know it's only kind of conceptualized in English. Thank you. Is there anybody else that wants to share? Uh... Yes, we have Yulia uh, Simeoni. Uh, if you can unmute your microphone, Yulia. Sorry, I have two of them. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. So I can also share my experience. Um, so the easiest way to say is I'm Italian. I'm living in Germany currently. And I'm taking part to, to this meeting as um, artist, but I'm also a physicist. And so I have also a different background. Um, another aspect of home. So nowadays we, we speak a lot about home because topic of refugees or people who had to live as a huge amount of people who in the last time had to leave home. But uh, like the case of scientists, many of us about 10 or 20 years ago had really also to leave the countries because of similar problem. Uh, Just, you know, when it's elite uh, refugee or migrants, it's not so taken into account. And so my situation is that really a lot of us have to leave home or whatever you call. So the country for which you invested a lot of effort because they decided it was not important or not so um, relevant to invest in research, invest in the future. And you see now the situation they have. <laughs> so um, I-, I would say as speaking as scientists, in this case, and not as an artist, um, I feel home now in Germany because as physicist and female coming from Italy, when I go back, also my family, my home, and I'm a stranger <laughs> for mm. almost what I do. And here it's perfectly normal that a woman also do male things. That is own idea that want to invest time, not only in family, which is also important, but also in, let's say, a big family, which is the world. 
and so it's a strange thing. That's why I say origin and language for me is kind of nostalgia. That <laughs> so I I had also ancient Greek, modern Greek is not mine, but I, I had also humanistic background. That's why I also understand. And I can say, I for several years I had this kind of nostalgia, and at some point I gave up. I decided I don't need any more because you start feeling home almost everywhere when you are yourself, when you know who you are. And when you are able, you know, to exchange and to establish relationship with the other people in a way that you feel okay, that you feel it makes sense to you, at least at that point, that's home. So mm -hmm. I have so many home and any mm -hmm. point that you already visit somehow feels home. Uh, people I already talked to them are home, but new people who make sense like this meeting now, it's also kind of home for me. Thank you. Thank you. And so I, I, I feel your home as well, because I, I, I realized that f feeling at home is also having certain values. And it's also like not a safe space anymore when, when your values are broken or when you cannot be and exist as who you are and act how mm -hmm. you want. It's, it's brilliant. Because I relate a lot, I have to admit. And um, because so... Uh, a couple of years ago, I was in a conference with um, one guest speaker. I hope I recall her name properly. It's, it was Maya Korach. So she uh, she was studying home, but uh, she extended it in in, um, in a kind of a level I had never imagined before. <laughs> sure. So in a sense, like she 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 described home like as an academic. She was saying like you need a department or kind of a discipline where you would feel, sorry, a university or a department where you would feel at home. So when you're interdisciplinary, you often struggle to find home. So like, I don't know, like you're a physicist or, or you're like this kind of a, you have this kind of background, this kind of knowledge, and then you cannot apply it because back home, uh, it's the direction is completely different. We were discussing also the other time, like in Cyprus, universities in their majority are focusing on vocational training. So you have all these disciplines like humanities and, and arts, which are kind of, I don't want to say like neglected, but like it's, 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 they're becoming second choice. Mm. So uh, you, you have like brilliant, like you have a lot of like artists and, and, and academics that, that study abroad and they have all these ideas and basically, they cannot find an academic home. But I, I, it, I kind of relate to it, like, like the countries where we've been speaking about before, that uh, when you don't belong to one country, but to multiple, mm -hmm. uh, and your, your home is a bit everywhere, it's a bit similar. But then according to studies and according to knowledge uh, and research, of course. And I think definitely it's a, it's a very important point to, mm -hmm. to create it. Yeah. The university of the home, yes, <laughs> of the homecoming. Uh, yeah. It's it's the kind of discussion yeah. when, when you can have this, I don't know, philosophical, this kind of abstract discussions and uh, like to, in relation to topics that interest you, that, that, uh, that are deep in your heart kind yeah. of, and uh, you're not able to. Yeah. I kind of want to go back to the the country situation, like uh, because I, I thought also about uh, an uh, an academic, but this is a philosopher, um, Kwame Anthony Appiah, and um, I love to give this example because um, 
it's a very interesting take on uh, on humanity. Um, he uh, to tell a little bit about his background, like he has a Ghanaian father and a British mother. Uh, he was born in Ghana uh, in a community. When he was six, he moved to London, where he was raised and he studied at Oxford University. He finished, went to New York, uh, is now a professor at the NYU, I believe, or maybe Boston University. Correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, he, in, in his book, uh, he tells about when people ask him in Ghana where he's from, uh, like he answers, I'm Ghanaian, I was born here. And they say, no, uh, you're too white. <laughs> Uh, when you go to London and people ask him, where are you from? Uh, he says, I'm from London. I was raised here and I went to university. And, no, no. Where are you really from? Um, so that gets a bit awkward. When people in New York ask him where he's from, he answers, I'm from New York. I, I live here 35 years. My house is here. But they say, no, you have a British accent. So um, where does the home lie? And uh, at the same time, uh, reading his book, he's an atheist and uh, he's uh, uh, gay, uh, which is uh, also quite complicated in this country where he was born. So it's about rejection uh, in a way. And he wrote a book, which is absolutely a recommendation uh, to read. It's called The Lies That Bind. And he's referring to five pillars, uh, which is the pillar of sex, uh, about the pillar of countries, about the pillar of religion, class, and race, exactly. And that actually, that is the thing that we should, that are lies, that are stories where we believe in and stories that we create and kind of together we say, oh, this is the truth, but is it? Uh, I find it absolutely fascinating. So, so it's very wow. interesting. I think it's it's um, because we discuss often that home depends, and uh, oh, we we have already established that. But uh, then we also mentioned that it depends on a range of characteristics and a range of social characteristics. So, it's I, I think the book it it relates to the social constructionness of this, of these characteristics and. Like going back, home is a social construction. Mm. We have to remember that it's a social construction that we kind of attach feelings mm. and emotions to. So, but at the end of the day, it's it, it is a social construction. So societies, in plural, uh, guide us towards what home is. At the same time, as we decide whether that home is important or not. Yeah. And who are we to decide, right? I think home is personal to every one of us, as we've heard all the answers until now. Like, I, I, I almost never heard the same answer. Mm -hmm. And I love that. So I, I was speaking to uh, a tech guy in Cyprus the other day, and I asked him the question, what does home mean to you? And he said, well, actually, Jeff, it's uh, the metaverse. I have my games, I have my uh, all my equipment, I have the latest Nikes, everything I can't afford in normal life, I have it here. And life is actually a bit better when I put on my uh, uh, my goggles and, uh, and the rest. And I found it absolutely fascinating uh, because I, I can understand. I cannot relate, but I can yeah. understand. It's, it's the scale of it. Exactly. It's, uh, it's, it's, it moves beyond 
kind of what I mean a home for for home for you is different than what home is for him home for him is very different than what it is for you what it is for me what it is for I don't know for everyone yeah so it's uh it is something personal but at the, I, I I'm going back to the idea that like societies guide us into attaching these feelings of home into things scary <laughs> But like I also want to say, like the, the the theme of the Biennale is not just home, uh, uh-huh. because like yes, the home is important, and I think we we touch base on what home is and what home could be. But in the end, the theme of the Biennale is home away from home. Um, how do you read that, Paul? Do you have there maybe uh, some ideas about? Um. I, th- I think now now is where it starts getting a bit complicated because we we had a really a really good discussion so far about home and thank you everybody for putting it down. Um, now home away from home. So I'm still a little bit confused what my first home essence should be, um, but I feel I feel for for me I'd probably say it would be parallel to what I consider the definition of home in 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 a space that is maybe might not be physical space but in an area which would be relatively different to what we or what I initially defined as home um do you mean I want to is it like I want to give out of your comfort zone in a way or like how do you define that no I wouldn't call it like that but let me give an example of 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 something that is very um related to what we've been saying so far if we're talking about misplaced individuals and then that happening um over a long period of time um the social construct of the stories that lie behind the misplacement become become aligned with what memory is. And the thing is, memory is also provided to individuals who had no chance of having memory of what is in the social construct of that memory. So where I'm saying remember to people, I'm asking individuals who there was no chance they could remember. And this is pretty defined in terms of age that they could not remember because they never got to experience it. But they would be remembering through my memories of having the experience of of the space, of the of the feeling, of the family, of the neighborhood, of the city, of the village. Of the so on. Um, and I think this, at least I'm talking in terms of the Cyprus area, it can become very, very confusing. Um, I feel it has been confusing because then we tried as a as a nation to reconstruct it, because I think we felt it was bad to say, remember something which there was no chance of you remembering. And sorry, I've gone a bit of a tangent in terms of remembering a memory of something that nobody used to know, but I feel that it does relate to the home away from the home. Because um, if, for example, my grandparents want to take me to show me the space um, which they considered their home, which they had to leave, um, 
and then they would they would be asking me to consider it to be my home too. Now, maybe I could get to love it to be a home. Maybe I could get to appreciate it to be, but nobody can force that to be my home away from home if my home is not there right now. Um, so I, I, know, I know I may be sounding a little bit like off range, but I, I feel that the home away from home can have multiple meanings in the same way that we were discussing home in the first place. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I love your dot. I love your dot 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 because I think it does fit in here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it is one. Of, it is one of those situations. Um, but I, I, maybe I can give you. Maybe I can give you an example that we spoke about um, a previous time we, we we met up together, and that was if you remember the the great advert. Well, for me, it's great anyway. The individuals who were coming from different cultural backgrounds, whether um, Eastern Europe or or Western Europe, and they they immigrated to the United States. They were getting on an advert to say, now I'm going home. And home was defined as Greece. So nobody was Greek by origin or by culture, but because of the birthplace of history of, um, of, of the ancient Greek times, they, they kind of did a twist on it. And I, I feel this ad in the notes because I, I recommend to everyone to see it. Oh, you do? Okay. Yes, yeah, so we will have notes at the end. <laughs> okay, that's really good. So that I think that is that is something of home away from home too. Um, but again, I feel if I were to sum it up, it would be I have my definition, me as an individual, of what home is, and then at the same time, I feel I can also define my home away from home. Um, and that could be in any any aspect, whether it's a feeling, whether it's a space, whether it's a group of individuals, maybe it's an extended family that's not family by blood. So, you know, there's a lot of um, an amalgamation of what, what could mean an away from home. Definitely. Yeah, Paul, I think you, you shot it in the right uh, heart. Uh, and I also made me think about a work that uh, our Cypriot artist Lia Lapithi made. Uh, mm. I don't remember what year, but she created a performance on secondhand memory and mm. uh, about how we are buying these secondhand memories and, uh, and, and carrying them with us in our lives. Uh, and the, the, this is absolutely very uh, strong and very painful at the same time. This reminds me of, a, it's a very famous concept. Um, you're familiar with Marian Hirsch's concept of post-memory. Yes. Yeah. So post-memory is the idea that, and, and, and Hirsch's, Hirsch takes, um, it's the, she analyzes the work of an artist, um, Art Spielman. So, Art Spiel, so the father of Art Spielman was, um, he was, uh, he, I mean, he, he, was, he was Jewish, he was a prisoner in, in, I think, Auschwitz, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, growing up, uh, basically, arts, they had a kind of complex relationship, but dad was always telling him stories. And Art Spielman grew up to be a cartoon. Um, painter like a, a cartoonist a cartoonist, basically yeah. yeah 
And at some point, I think after his dad died, he wanted to capture his dad's history. So mm-hmm. he, he, he came up with, it, I think it's three graphic novels. Uh, so the first one is called Mouse. Mm. And what he does, he is basically, it, it's, it's a depiction of the Holocaust, but uh, rather than using human uh, kind of figures, he uses animals. So Jews are mice. Um, if I recall, Germans are cats and everyone else is a pig. Wow. Now, the interesting part is that uh, within the graphic novel, there is a picture where so there was a very famous picture taken during the liberation of Auschwitz, where there were the prisoners uh, on the um, on the barbed wire, uh, and they were looking at the um, the the photographer. I do not recall the, the picture, but it's very famous. And basically, what Spielman did, he just reproduced the picture, and rather than and he just put mice faces yeah yeah so the the idea is that uh you know you have this kind of memory which is it's not really memory it's like um it's it's memory that is passed on uh hence the the term post memory which it, it kind of influences the way that we feel the way that we understand the way the way we we think about the present it kind of it's it's um there is a term which um I do not recall now, Maybe but uh, come it's, back. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's actually yeah. uh, the way that the memories and experiences of our parents are telescoped in our through our experiences and af- affect our experiences. Uh, but also through nurture, of yes, course. Yes, precisely. Yeah. yeah, it's the family. It's key in yeah. this. Um, there was two more points that I wanted to make in relation to Paul's uh, kind of uh, point, uh, and it's it refers to other works so the first one it's um it's a work by by a russian art historian called svetlana boim who wrote about the future of nostalgia because uh paul mentioned the the, the um, you know growing up into in, in grandparents and like the house and all these kind of things so the, uh boim basically says that there are two types of nostalgia there is the reflective nostalgia where you had something, you lost it, and you reflect on it. Yeah. You understand that it has gone, okay, but you remember it kindly. Then there is this other type of nostalgia, which is called restorative nostalgia, which is, it's kind of, you're nostalgic of something, and you're so obsessed with it mm-hmm. that you want to reconstruct it. Um, so I had an experience with this where um, refugees, so in Cyprus, like um, communities in villages, they used to live um, so the houses were next to each other and they were building. I mean, because of, of this, you had these micro societies within the neighborhood where it was blocked from the outside world and every, everything was happening within the, um, uh, like the neighborhood. So the, there was this family where they were you know, displaced and um, <clears throat> because they couldn't afford uh, to buy land in order to, be, to build houses. Basically, they started building on top of each other. So it's the, like a the, mutation. The, yes, it's kind of yeah. It's precisely it's a mutation of 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 that thing that like it was a symbol, a something that because they couldn't reconstruct precisely, they altered it. They, it, it mutated, but it was still there. Amazing. So, yeah, uh, 
third point and last one. I love Apologies. your points. <laughs> I will make another point yes. after your point. Um, <laughs> Paul again mentioned about Greece. Yeah. And um, we were referring before to the lack of uh, a term to describe home. I, I recalled the, something I wanted to note that I forgot. It's really funny that even though in Greek we do not have a term for home, the first story being told about home was in Greece. Oh. And it concerns, everyone knows it. It's um, the story of Ulysses, Odysseus. Odysseus. So, uh, yes, it's the story of, you know, going to, yes, going to war and then trying to go home. Yes. Being lost for 10 years. And, um, and then, and it's very, very interesting. And it, it goes back to the work of Papadopoulos. And he says, when, when Odysseus finds his way back home, he feels home not when he sees the building. Mm. He sees the first time that he feels at home is when he sees the smoke <laughs> from the chimney, which is it's you know it's like Homer describes this. So, so it's that someone home. is there. Yes, yes, well. yes. It's yeah. like it's it's the way that that it was described. It's amazing, and and like yeah. about the smoke in the chimney, it's it's incredible because like also the the goddess of home mm. uh, when you go back to mythology is Hestia. Or uh, and Estia, she's the goddess of the fire or the mm -hmm. fireplace, and the re and but also the goddess of home. And the reason why is because like we all gather around the fireplace, around the smoky chimney, mm -hmm. in order to tell the stories and and tell our ideas and and, and share that. Uh, I think it's it's incredible. And and you triggered me to read uh, Odysseus again, <laughs> uh, Ulysses in the in the right way to pronounce it. And and I wanted to to top up uh, because yes, unfortunately we have to wrap up already. And look at Maria, how, how many? In five, five six minutes. minutes but we have a raised hand. Okay, okay. Like, let's hear Kadia for like um, for her input. Kadia Mo. Kadia. Kadia is raising hand. No. Okay. 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 But just to say that um, uh, Victoria shared with us that in Japanese the hieroglyphic for home has a shape similar to a roof, the shelter, wow. and she sent the, the actual shape. Okay. Uh, uh, Katia says one second. <laughs> Here is Katia. <laughs> hey, Katia. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Sorry, I heard, but I was, you know, away in the other room, and the video was muted. That's why I needed some time. <laughs> Sorry okay. for that. You're here with us. That's what it's about. Yeah, I was listening. Uh, the thing that I wanted to share was actually inspired by uh, Julia, the Italian lady. <laughs> yeah, and uh, if it's okay now, I can share that. If not, I can do that later. No, please. I don't know. We're, I'm sitting at the the, 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 the the pin of my chair. Like I'm very yes, excited now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. The moment I listened to Julia, I was like, wow, that fits a lot. Some of my, like, let's say personal experience and also the background that I got from my cultural heritage. I'm partly Jewish and, you know, Jews have, you know, always had this story over exodus and difficult life of a homeless nation and as a Jew I was always taught that um, well we called that the third shrine it was like the temple that was uh, the second temple was destroyed like 
tons of years ago, and it was a, a very important place for Jews, but we can easily make a parallel to home because it's like when Jews say this Dutch um, temple is not a house, it's inside mm. of you. It, no matter where you live, you carry it with you. And like that, no Romans or any other enemies can actually destroy it. And that's what I remembered when I listened to Julia. I was like, really? Home is you and your values and the way you feel yourself. And you recreate it. Like whenever you go, if you are, I mean, if you are good with it inside, that's what I just wanted to add based on Julia and uh, the heritage that I got. <laughs> Very strong. Thank you, Katia. Like, uh, Super good addition as well, yeah. And, and it, it is, it definitely is. Uh, thank you also for myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I say because when this happened to the scientists, there was no language, no topic, and no, let's say, social topic around. So all of us had to experience that, and we could not talk to anybody. Mm. So that's why I, I like also that now it's possible to talk about <laughs> Definitely, absolutely, and um, I like. I would like to give another layer as well. Um, um, I was talking to another scientist. I'm also talking to non-scientist people, but uh, this is an environmentalist, and uh, I was actually very stunned by it because uh, she brought me on a completely different perspective on home away from home. Because she said, "Jeff, look, um, our natural habitat or our natural home is the environment." And it is the nature and it is actually everything that lives around us. And actually by building cities and living in urban uh, constructs and in houses, we, we go further away from our natural habitat. So home away from home can also be seen as an environmental uh, point of view. And again, from a completely different perspective, which I find also stunning. And this also happened uh, when it comes to maybe religion or sexuality, when you cannot express your sexuality, who you are and you feel home in your sexuality you're also home away from home um so i think that there is so much more to to seek and to research and to to yeah to delve in um in the open table discussions we always had a last question and, and i don't think that we have time for this last question but i want to throw it in the group so you uh will think about it in your own time um, and you're also free to contact us to uh, speak to share to to ex express some ideas but the last question is always how do you translate all this in art because we can theorize home and home has a very big and interesting theory um, and home away from home can also go and get lost in theoretics, but in the end, we need to express it in the language of the artists, whether this language is paint, whether this language is photography, videography, or uh, maybe a digital uh, environment, poetry, uh, theater, dance. Uh, I see so many possibilities, and um, I would like to challenge the artists to ask these questions that we ask today to each other for each other get inspired by each other's stories and and realize what home means to you uh, and what is home away from home and how do you make this translation uh, part 
I think that's very important. Uh, a lot of artists, they did it already. Uh, there's a lot of inspiration. Uh, we share on our Larnaca Biennale every month some notes with examples mm. also from artists that do that. So if you need some inspiration, uh, delve into that. And uh, I want to end uh, on the note that um, contemporary art, what is that? You know, contemporary note, uh, art is, is not something uh, because uh, I created something now uh, that it is contemporary. Contemporary art has to do with our reflection on contemporary times, uh, whether it's psychological, political, sociological, humanistic, environmental, or whatsoever, you reflect on the time where you live in, and so also in your time, in the time that you perceive uh, and live, and from there you create the art. So I want to challenge everybody to start the critical thinking and uh, build their stories and their artworks from that. So thank you very much, uh, Paul. Thank you very much for tuning in from Athens. And I wish you good luck with your new house. It sounds uh, exquisite uh, with all the artworks. <laughs> and Chriso, thank you very much for joining as well. I think it's so valuable to have also an academic point of view and especially someone who studied home for so long. Uh, I think it's very valuable. And I want to thank also everyone uh, in, the, uh, in the group, uh, in the Zoom that joined us today and also shared their ideas. Uh, Larnaca Makerspace, amazing. Uh, and also Momentum 12, uh, it's not there yet, but uh, I will speak for the future now. Uh, and we are making a bit of future today. So uh, thank you all. And uh, if you have questions, please don't hesitate to contact us. We're there for you. <laughs> Thank you all so much for Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. And stay tuned. And don't forget, open call ends 31st of May. <laughs> Thank you so much. That Thank was you. an amazing conversation. Amazing. Is it off?